I found the seasons of insecurity are actually the seasons where I end up growing the most out of them because I'm learning and growing. Hey, what's up, everybody from Remnant? I'm Jordan Boyce. I am joined by my fellow Remnant members. What's up, Remnant? Wanson here. Josh here. Jude here. Jude Fuquay is joining us all the way from Vacaville, California, the Father's house. I'm here. He just spoke uh, at church on Sunday. It was awesome. It was really awesome. It so really it was, was phenomenal. Awesome. It was awesome. It was really great. Spoke the, on the, boldness. The service itself, man, was just awesome. The church here is absolutely amazing. And so we just thought we would kind of talk about, um, you know, different things that concern Remnant. Maybe we'll go through some of the website and all of that. Uh, Remnant is a ministry for christian men right and yeah. uh i guess our our goal is to reclaim biblical masculinity biblical manhood what it is to be a father and all of that and um maybe hopefully provide some content so let's begin cool. let's begin maybe we'll break the ice with some openers if you uh if you could only watch three movies the rest of your life and i want you to think about this at home every time at remnant right we always have a question there's always a question and what last week was uh, last Thanksgiving week was or Christmas, um, Home Thanksgiving, Depot or Christmas, Lowe's. Remember Home that Depot one? Or Lowe's in that one. Uh, best, I think we did best movie once actually. Best movie, yeah. Only three movies you could ever watch for the rest of your life. What are they? Only three for the rest of your life. Yeah, I think The Godfather one for sure, for sure. But what what would I? I like The Godfather two, especially the older parts. Right when they're coming to America, I like that. All right, that's that's pretty good. That's that's the you know favorite film. One show, just one show, just one favorite show. I can tell you right now. For yeah. me, it's The Office. Yeah. Mm. Would you say the same? I I would say the same. If I only had one show, wow. it would be The Office. That's just watching. I really like Seinfeld. Yeah, I was gonna I, say Seinfeld. I like mine. The Office. Oh. <laughs> Seinfeld. I've never. Because I think it comes like back it? to rewatchability. Oh, I love it, dude. Oh. I think it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And I love how much of it was pulled from the creator Larry David's life. Yeah. Like when George quit, when he screamed and he quit and he went home, like Larry David actually did that. He quit, blew up on oh, SNL. Wow. That's hilarious. And then he told his neighbor, Kramer, that he just quit. And he goes, I don't know what to do. I don't have a job. And his neighbor's like, just go back and pretend you didn't quit. So he goes into <laughs> SNL on right. Monday and everyone's like, dude, didn't you just like freak out and quit? And he's like, no, 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 no. I was just emotional. <laughs> he went back to work and he worked the rest brilliant. of the season. Pretended. That's so, awesome. so genius. Like he just used his own yeah, life. That show's good. That show's so funny. Yeah, I think The Office probably for me. Yeah. There's rewatch like it has to be rewatchable because even yeah. the movie I'd probably choose the Fellowship of the Ring. Mm. Mm. Solid. I like that. Yeah, movie. I love that one. What other? What other? What, what about? What about a, a dinner guest? Any dinner guest? How about four? Four dinner guests. Can Whoa. you include like Bible characters or let's take that out of there? Get one out of the way. Get one out of the way. Who, who, Jesus. Well, yeah, right, right, right. that's no a Bible. given. Wait, but isn't right, no he, isn't he alive and, and, and okay, with us? No, no, this? let's go. There, you will have this dinner with yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, no, so, yeah. Bible characters And what out. will he say to you? <laughs> well done, good and faithful servant. <laughs> well done, Jude. <laughs> you, I would like to talk to, like, maybe my great-grandpa or something. That's kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. My, my, some of my or relatives my fought in the dad. Civil War. My dad's dad, he died when he was 16. That would be cool to talk with him. Oh, wow. You know? Because he fought in, in one of the wars. Mm. Wow. And then his parents immigrated from France. So I think it'd be cool. My grandfather fought in the World War II in Japanese, uh, in the Pacific wow. against the Japanese. And, um, and he well, was writing to my grandmother at the time. They were engaged, but, you know, not, not married. And uh, he, they, they downed a helicopter or they downed a Japanese fighter plane. And wow. they pulled the propeller out of the water. And they cut it up and they gave it to everybody in the uh, in the boat. And he fashioned a ring really? out of it. And Unbelievable! So you have got, that ring? I have that ring. It's you the only thing have I have from my grandfather. He oh, got engaged to my grandmother with the, a ring that he fashioned from a plane, Japanese. A down shot down. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I have, I have a gun my grandpa gave me. Yeah, that's, that's cool. pretty cool. And he told me, like, never sell it. You can't sell it. Like, if you need money, call and ask for help. Right. But please don't sell it. Wow. It's cool. That's solid. It's awesome. I like it. Yeah. That's cool. At the end of his life, like he was telling me he always wanted to get it engraved with her name, never did. So I was able it's one of the probably one of the greatest acts I've ever done in my life. He was really on his deathbed. I was able to go get it engraved and gave it to him. That's oh cool. My God. So oh, I man. finished it, you know, before he That's died. Awesome. And I do have that. That's the only that thing beautiful. I have from him. Isn't that amazing? That's, yeah, what a really man cool. too. Like what a way to do that. To propose. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I was like even in my message today, I was talking about how 
so, so much of my mannerisms have come from my dad. Yeah. And just like you do things that you don't right. realize. And I wonder how far back that goes. Right. Mm, you right. know, like the men right. in our family, some of the mannerisms, the way we do things. Right. Like totally. if I did talk with my great grandpa or my great, great, great grandpa, would there be similarities? You know, like I would see him and be like, oh. Well, what about fr from your dad? Your dad is an incredible pastor, yeah. incredible leader. I mean, hundreds and thousands yeah. of pastors that are currently pastors, probably started as youth pastors, have been shaped by your dad. What's something that your dad, Pastor Jude, that has shaped you? Maybe a piece of advice or something that you saw growing up that you said, okay, I want to emulate this in my right. life or ministry, you know, maybe even in your fatherhood. Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, I'm so grateful to have a a good dad in my life and i th i think when i look at my dad one thing that always one thing i always remember about him cuz he was a pastor and 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 the thing about pastors kids they either end up loving the church and want to be a part or they hate the church mm. you know mm -hmm. And I think because you see into the inner workings of stage persona or mm -hmm. pastor persona versus actual person. Right. Mm -hmm. And one thing I, I think about my dad, he was definitely the same person That's um, awesome. all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, there was never a persona. My dad, my, my dad would have the inability to create a persona. Right. He's always going to be himself. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I think is really cool. Yeah, that's you know, Some of my core memories of my dad are like waking up and hearing him having his prayer time, quiet time, like getting up early. That's Those awesome. disciplines are always a part of his life. Right. That's awesome. One thing I've tried to implement, Amazing. at least for my kids, and I think having kids in general just mm. gives you a lot of grace for your dad. Um, so true. And you're like, oh man, I, I didn't realize how difficult it, right. it is and was. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing I always try to do that my dad always uh, did well, I think is just keeping the... Uh, open lines of communication. Mm. So I felt like I could talk to my dad about anything and I could go to him at any time and talk. And so I, and, and, and some people didn't have that. And right. so my dad would, Oh, you know, we, we could talk about it and there was no shame or guilt and raising three boys has to be a unique process for sure. Mm. Um, Especially when you have three teenage boys in the room, like, or in the house, like that has to be it must have been wild, scary, yeah. You know, <laughs> but one thing I think my dad was always asking questions, and so I always try to do that with with Jack and Lucy, I'm always asking them questions, um, mm. and just keeping like, hey, you can tell me anything. We could talk about anything, right? And I look back at sometimes where, you know. We definitely weren't perfect and I wasn't perfect, but times when I did make mistakes, think about like my initial response was usually like, oh, I need to go talk to dad, you know? That's so huge. I need, I need to go talk with him. And it's so huge. I think that's one thing he did really, really awesome and, and really well. It's phenomenal. Um, that's phenomenal. I try to do that. Yeah. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, and, and parenting is hard, you know? <laughs> one thing I've it's realized real. and one thing I never try to do for myself is I... I don't want to be the perfect parent because mm. that's impossible. Mm. Right. Yeah, so, so I will true. always be falling short. So I'm so not going to be perfect. Mm. I'm I, like, I'm probably going to do some things that Jack and Lucy need to go to counseling for <laughs> in the future. Like there's, there's no way around it, right. you know? And I think sometimes it hurts parents when they're like, a kid comes and says, this hurt me. Cause you, that was never your intention. Right. 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 But I know like, oh man, I'm not perfect. Yeah. What I try to do. And, and one of my friends told me this is like, don't try to be perfect, but show them like how you respond when you mess up, you know, it's good. Like I, uh, I shared this last week when I was preaching cause I was talking about the soul and what comes out of your soul and how probably one of the best ways to stay healthy in your soul is knowing when to repent and ask for forgiveness and forgive, you know? Mm -hmm. That like mm -hmm. is a good, so good practice. And so, you know, a few months ago, Sierra was, had a night out with the girls. And so I had the kids and, you know, Sierra said, I'm not allowed to say I was watching the kids because 
I was, I'm, I'm a parent. You don't watch, you know, it's like they're my kids. And so, um, you can't say you're babysitting the kids. Like <laughs> they're yours. They're, they're mine, you know? Uh, but when you, when you do have the kids alone without Sierra there, you realize how much Sierra does and just makes it look easy. For sure. You know, man, is that true? Having to think through all the things that I don't even realize she does. And she's amazing like that. And so I'd fed the kids. We're getting ready for bed. And so we're going to take a bath. And I, I was trying to get all the, the kids into the bath and, and Lucy was whining and she like wouldn't do it. And so I kept telling her, this is what we're doing. And she kept whining, kept saying no. And it got to the point where honestly, I was tired. Probably work was hard that week, whatever. And I, lo- I like lost my cool. I raised my voice, which I'm always like, I don't want to do. I like to keep, I like to be, a, you know, keep things cool. I don't want to lose my temper, but, but I, but I raised my voice at Lucy and in that moment, my six-year-old Jack says to me, dad, you don't have to yell at her. And I was Mm. like, oh crap. Wow. I've messed up. Wow. You know? And right in that moment, it was like, whoa, what am I doing? So, and I, and I think we've all been, been there where we've raised our voice or lost our cool or done something that like. Well, what mm-hmm. am I doing? Right. Yeah, I remember the first time I had to apologize to my kid. Yeah. Wow. It was the strangest experience. Yeah. experience yeah, and that's where I'm what on happened. my knees apologizing to my own child. And that's wow. what I did. So like right then I paused. Yeah. I got on my knees. First, I apologized to Lucy. I said, hey, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have yelled. That was my bad. Then wow. I apologized to Jack and said like, I'm sorry. But then I commended Jack hmm. and said, hey, that's what, that's what being a man is all yeah. about. Hmm. You standing up for someone and, and speaking out when some, so awesome. someone's in the wrong. So mm. low moment for me, but overall, I think a positive wow. moment. For sure. You know? For sure. Because we're not not human. Right. right. You know, and they will remember these moments about how we reacted even in our humanity. You know, I think, I think these are important things to get right when we get it wrong. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's a good thought. Mm. How to yeah. get it right when you get it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's so good. Mm. And how to take those moments of, of low and right. I think that's 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 huge. I think too, what we're what we're supposed to do as men with our children is to teach them what uh, a godly person looks like. And right. it's a it's a really good thing to show them it's not perfection, obviously mm. not. Right, right. But it are it is these other things, mm-hmm. saying I'm sorry, you know. Yeah. And I remember right. one time I was man, I was really me and Samantha were getting in a fight and arguing, I was getting really heated. <laughs> And I remember my son, he was probably, I don't know, he was very young. Yeah. And he said, Dad, why are you talking weird to mom? Wow. Whoa. Why are you talking weird? Wow. And he didn't have the words to say, right. this isn't right. He was just translating the energy. He gets it. You don't talk like yeah. this to her. Why are you yeah. talking weird? Mm. And it was like, <clears throat> so convicting. Yeah. Like, yeah. so the Holy Spirit, like, you know, and it's like, you're it's right. It was, you know, he didn't have the words to say disrespectfully. He didn't have the words right. to say, you know, right. ungodly. He didn't right, have those right. words. But that's exactly what it all wow. was. And so I had to, yeah. you know, I got checked in the moment. Right. Yeah. I had to change how I spoke, you know, to his mom in front of him. It was powerful. Yeah. And yeah, I was wow. like, dang. Yeah. And you know, like. They pick up on it. You know, it's probably scarier too. And is if you're talking, if we, if I'm talking to Sierra in a certain way, that's like not right. And then you hear maybe your kid talk yeah. that way. Yeah. It's so like, true. Oh. It's so true. Like I, I even, for, for me and my wife, like. Our daughter's four now. She says everything we say. Mm. Yes. So there are things that I don't say that I feel like I should be able to say. Like that's stupid, right? Like that's that's such a silly thing to say. But when you I almost hear said it right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> but when when I hear her say it, it's right. like ah, no, don't don't call things stupid. Right. You know what I mean? like, what, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Like don't don't say shoot or right. you know what I mean? Like don't yeah. say ah shoot. I don't want my four year old daughter saying that. Right. And so it's amazing, like how much the accountability <laughs> oh, bar gets awesome. raised. Accountability yeah. bar is the right way to put it, right? When you like, have kids, and the older they get, and the responsibility you know? that you now take on, it's unbelievable. I had a similar experience to what you had, Jude, where I had to apologize to my daughter. Yeah. Same exact situation. My wife was sick for a couple of days, and um, and my older daughter, she just had uh, having a tough time. You know, didn't have mom around too much, and I kind of lost it a little bit. I raised my voice, and I was upset, but she was throwing a pretty bad fit. And hmm. I just got immediately checked. 
And I went to her and I, and I apologized. I said, Hey, I just want to let you know that wasn't right that I raised my voice. I'm really sorry. Yeah. And it's amazing how quickly she reciprocated it. She looked me in the eye and she said, daddy, I'm sorry for throwing a fit. Wow. You know, and it Whoa. was like instant. That's awesome. That I could, I could ask for free. And that's what brought her, her, her fit down that's was awesome. me yeah. kind of coming down to her level. So it's amazing. That just happened just a couple weeks ago to me. Yeah. So it's pretty fresh, you know, oh. it really resonates. Yeah, when that, we have kids, the level of responsibility that we get is uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, right. like when you first have a child, you would never become kind of who you maybe should become if that kid wasn't there. Yeah. Mm. You would never yeah. work that way. You would never right. have that yeah. sensitivity to your emotions yeah. Yeah. or when you get off. But when the child is there, everything becomes important. Yeah. Yes. It's everything. so true. You yeah. know? It's so true. Yeah. It changes the view of everything. I remember when I first had my first boy. Uh, when Judah was born, I remember I was, I was, they they took him right away to clean him off and everything. And it was like Samantha was there and, yeah. and Judah was in the other room. Yeah. And it was the first time in my life I felt split. Yeah. Like mm. m- myself was in two places. Before it was just me and then and it was me and Samantha and we're one. But then when they brought Judah into that other room, yeah. me, a part of me right. was in that room. And I remember standing, not sure who to go to, yeah. my wife or my child. Oh. Yeah. You know, and that was a moment where the weight of responsibility began to fall where it was like, I exist now outside of myself. Wow. Wow. You know, mm. and I got to figure out what this new world is like, yeah. because before it was just me, yeah. my own mind, body, spirit. But now yeah. my mind, body, spirit yeah. is also in a child. Yeah. You know, yeah. so true. Yeah. I think the paradigm shift for me when I, when I had Jack, before I would think about my dreams mm. and how can I make my dreams become a reality? Yeah. Mm. And now my main focus is how, how can I help Lucy and Jack? Yes. It should be that so way. Become a reality. Yeah. I, when, I, when I see guys that are our age yeah. that don't have that mentality right. and have children, yeah. to me, it's like, where's the disconnect? What happened right. Something's for, wrong. for it to still be about your dreams yeah. and what you're yeah, hoping for? How did you for? not have that moment? How did you not have that moment? Right. I don't understand that. Because yeah. yeah, to really me, strange. I died when my child was born. So true. I'm right. done. I'm done. I would die, I would die a thousand times so, so that true. he would live. Yeah, of course. Dreams, yeah. you know, yeah. all of it. You know what's interesting? So we have kids young. I wonder, and, and our parents are this way, this in this season, because that's the reality. But what happens then when your kids leave the house? Right. How do you maintain your identity, like your vision, wow. and yeah. then like not not become, uh, it's like a codependent, right? you know, where your identity is wrapped up in your kids. Right. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. There's that too. Yeah. yeah. It's always a little odd. Yeah, it's, it is odd. Yeah. What do guys miss when they have like a bunch of young kids and they're still doing their own thing, like hustling and trying yeah. to make it all about them and like what's missing I there? Think it's the culture, don't you? Like I, because when I think of like my dad and his, like life and manhood was about working hard, providing for your family. Right. And that's it. Right. And, but now kind of like our culture wants to turn everybody into like a celebrity. Right. It's going back to the first thing thing. I said. Right. Exactly. Everyone has to be some sort of brand. Right. 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 And you're comparing Christians. We don't call it brand, but we call it calling. Yeah. You know, but boy, is that true? Boy, is that true? Yeah. So yeah, I, I always do think what is, what does success mean for me in the long run? Mm. Yeah. And in the scripture, you always have to, or that, that always sticks out of my mind is, what does it profit a man right. to gain the world but lose his soul? The whole right. world. Yeah, the whole world. Whole Every, world. Everything in it. So what, what, what is the soul of life and what is, what is the things that actually matter? You know what also, I, I, I shared this, at the youth pastor's dinner I did a few nights ago, and I, I got it from Rick Warren, so I didn't come up with this idea. But like, what is success in this life? And he said success is, I think it's 1 Corinthians 3, I could be wrong, where Paul says, we are all master builders, all building upon the foundation, which is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So everything we're building upon is, is Jesus. Mm-hmm. You can lose everything and have Jesus, and you're still good. Um, some build with wood, straw, and clay, while others build with precious metals and precious stones. Mm. But in the end, all of it's going to pass through the fire, mm. which is death. We go, in, we go through death into eternity. Some will be left with nothing, 
but they'll still get in, you know, others will have what they built. Mm. And so success then is, will it pass through the fire? Mm. Mm -hmm. Will it last? That's good. Wow. Will will you be able to take what you've built and will it pass into eternity? Mm. And so you can sacrifice a lot of what is eternal for the temporary. Right. um, And say that you have success, but in the end, what is it? Souls are eternal. That's why... Me personally, if you would have asked me five years ago, who are your heroes? I could have listed off 10 yeah. or so people of mm. these are my heroes. Right. Now, yeah, and, and it probably is bigger, but right off the top of my head, there's two. Mm. My dad and my father-in-law. Like these are guys I want to be like. Right. Wow. Because their kids still love them. They haven't blown everything up. So you know, awesome. They, and so it's that longevity. That's all that matters. Right, right. All, that's the only. I went to a conference and there was a bunch of young people, but there was a pastor there that was ninety years old. Whoa! Yeah, awesome. And I'll tell you what: the only person I was interested in hearing was the ninety-year-old. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. didn't want to hear mm-hmm. the young, trendy. And, and this is so different than you know my mindset five, ten years ago, where I'd go to the conferences to hear the new up and coming. Yeah. But now it's like, no offense, like I, I hope it's good. I'll be right. there. But right. who I'm expectant for, right. I want to hear the person that has run the race fully so through yep. and is finishing well. Yep. I yeah. want to hear what they have to say about right. life, about ministry, about church. Yeah. For me, my primary yeah. ministry, and I'm a pastor, but my primary ministry is my family. Yeah. Yes. First and foremost, my marriage and my children. And if those either one of those things fail... Mm. I've got no ministry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even Jesus, uh, the, the Bible says, yeah. you can't be an elder if your kids are out of control. Mm-hmm. You have to first manage yeah. your family well, then mm-hmm. you can manage the house of the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like that, God has already said that this is primary. Right. In so fact, good. if you can't manage this, you're disqualified, no matter how gifted or talented right, you are, right. you're disqualified right. from church. And I think we have seen in our generation, a lot of people get that backwards. Yeah. Because of talent, yeah. gifting, or growth, they've flipped it. And they have they have said church first, you know, and and this right. is what matters. Meanwhile, their family is upside down. Yeah. Wow. You know, marriage yeah. is unhealthy, and all yeah. of that. And um, and in the end, they lose. You don't ever lose one without the other. If you lose your marriage, you lost your church, anyways. You lose both. So you built it all to hand hand it right. off to someone that's not even your son. Right. You hand it off to someone else, and it's like, man, that's that's pretty wild. For yeah. me, yeah. my ultimate yeah. measure of success has to be my wife and children. Yeah, has yeah. to true, be. right? So true, and it starts with the core of who you are, right? You know, mm. yeah. If you're healthy at your core and in your soul, right, that is going to translate to a healthy family, right? Mm. And 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 I think understanding that, right? You know, right. But and, but and, what if you're not healthy? Yeah, if you're not healthy, what must be done? Yeah. It's a good question. My counselor says that your soul is like a cup. Mm. And when things get poured into your life, what's in the cup is going to come out. Mm. And so what's in your soul, it's your mind, your will, and emotions. This is the invisible part of you. We have our physical body. We have what we do on the outside. We even have the words we say, the actions, and we can live a life there. But what's really important is what's happening in our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. So I think... As far as guys go, um, what does your invisible life look like? Right. right. Or just any person, not just guys. What does your invisible life look like? Right. And if it is unhealthy, at some point that unhealth is going to be seen. Always. Right. Yeah. And and sometimes you, it shows up in ways you didn't expect. It can right. show up in, in, in your kids or in your relationships. So and, true. And yeah. so I think, uh, first off, being honest. Yeah. yeah. And maybe us as leaders creating space spaces and places where people can be honest right right and understand that we're playing we're playing the long game success isn't determined by today tomorrow it, it's it's determined in eternity right mm. yeah uh there's a line in dune the movie where this older lady uh she's like kind of a part of the shadow society yeah 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 and she like kind of runs like the behind the scenes of the government. She comes and does this test with the main character. And then she's talking to the main character's mom. And, and, and the mom is very concerned about a situation happening. And, and, and the old lady says, our plans are not measured in years. 
they're measured in centuries. Something like that. Mm. What she's saying is like, hey, quit stressing about this. We're playing the long game. Mm. And I think for us too, we need to understand that we're playing the long game. Right. So when it comes to being honest, when it comes to going through the process of finding health, we've talked about this before. Um, finding a person who you can be honest with and, and, and making those tough decisions now over the long period for sure. will bring health. And, sure. and I think mm-hmm. uh, being willing to go through the process um, and knowing even if you have messed up, have made mistakes, you haven't been the person you thought, like there's always an opportunity to come back. Mm-hmm. Look at the life of David. Mm-hmm. David always responded well, even though he, he didn't always live well. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that could be a part of I think being so healthy good. is playing the long game. Right. Um, and so if you don't like where you're at, like, okay, what can we do? Yeah, I love this. Honesty equals health. Yeah. The dragon always grows in the dark. So it never true. gets smaller. Yeah. So it true. never goes away. Yep. Always grows in the dark. Yeah. What, what yeah. I like about Remnant, and, I, and, and my hope would be for youth ministry, yeah. would be that get it out now. It's so much easier at 15 it's than so 50. It's so true. Yeah. Kill it while it's young. Right. Kill it while it's young. Yeah. You know, while it doesn't. Yeah. Own you. Yeah. Yes. And your yeah. family. Yes. And your kids. Own yeah. your, your thought patterns. Yeah. Own your habits. You you bring it out now. The the problem is there's always the lie, right? I'm the only one dealing with this. And yeah. it's always it's a ridiculous lie. Right. Or uh, I could never possibly. Right. But part of that's the enemy trying right. to say you could never possibly because he knows if something comes into the light, it can be dealt with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so that's why they'll say, Well, they'll judge you or whatever. And it's like, right. does that sound like God? Yeah. yeah. Does that what? sound like your leaders? And and at knowing at some point all will be revealed. Yeah, it's true. Right. There is no it not coming out. Right. Yes, Everything. it will. It will all pass through the fire. Not yes. some, all. It will all be judged. So not you some, can actually all. have some uh, control of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And actually be able to not be controlled by it. Mm. Right. Yeah. So I think radical honesty is absolutely yeah. so yeah. good. Yeah, and I, I think of that too, like for, for us who are in a position to want to help or mentor or pastor guys and young guys into that is to like testimony i think is so powerful Mm. you know so you overcome by the blood of christ and by our testimony Mm -hmm. and some guys who have such a hard time with honesty Mm -hmm. and initiating that honesty what helps them is just here's my testimony right sharing that and all of a sudden it unlocks you know something where it's like okay now i can they do feel like oh i can be honest and this person's not going to beat me down with a hammer. Right. So true. You know, I think it opens a lot. Right? You know what I think? What if What if we maybe we've compartmentalized the generations in church too much? Mm. And, yeah. And That's like how beneficial would it be to get a young guy next to like a saint or someone who's been doing it a while? Right, right, right. And, 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 and maybe honoring... It, the significance of both. Right. Right, right. Right. Like that's tribes. That really is yeah. tribes. I mean, we have these mentorship groups where that that happens and right. there's like this there's these real relationships cool. with guys, older cool. guys, younger guys, I mean teenagers, yeah. young dads, grandfathers. And the more of that that happens, I think the stronger both sides get. Yeah. Because the older men need to become like fathers to these younger men. But yeah. these younger men need a lot of help. And there's a yeah. lot of areas that uh, they've got to grow in that some of the other guys have been through. And as so. young guys, I think it takes humility. Yeah. 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 True. Because I talk to young guys, even good church kids, and, and I can use where I was at 20, you know, when we were in interns, we'd always be arguing about doctrines right. and things. I found myself sitting there on Sundays thinking, oh, he's saying this. But doctrinally, and I even talked with a kid recently who was yeah, I know, I'm so who was ashamed of some of those telling me why he disagreed with some of the things Pastor Dave was saying on the weekend. I'm like, dude, you're 19. Yeah, like, come back and and show me when you're 60. Like, if if your kids still love you, yeah, haven't blown up your life. Like, doctrine so understood true. versus doctrine lived is way imp- is way different. Yeah. So true. And so I got to a place even in ministry where I was constantly cynical i think of other ministries because i felt like i knew everything right mm. and then i was in a, a corporate prayer and the pastor or one of the pastors it was actually my brother-in-law shared a scripture to the pure all things are pure and you know when sometimes someone shares a scripture and it might not even be the context but it just it just hits and i felt like god told me in that time hey the problem is not with other people the problem is with your heart wow wow and mm. and if you actually had a pure heart then you wouldn't be like constantly criticizing right 
And so I think it takes from young guys, especially realizing we don't know anything. So good. You know, it's diff- difficult because we think we know everything. Mark Twain, yeah. right? says, like, I'm yeah. not young enough to know everything. Yeah. Like, I, I think we talked about honesty, but humility. Yeah. Th- that's the difficulty. That's a big one. Right? And yeah. it's probably one of the most, I mean, we, young men struggle with ego. It's very true. Young men struggle with pride. And culture yeah. doesn't yeah. help that. Culture does not help that. At all. Right. And, and the difficult thing about pride. Well, that's pride, because the systems that culture is built on. Yeah. Is the system that Satan initiated in heaven. Mm. Yeah. What did he say? He said, I will ascend. Five I wills. Yeah. I will. Yep. And what, what was the result of the I will? Right. I yeah. saw Satan fall like lightning. That's absolutely And right. then Jesus does the opposite. Right. He, he comes down. Right. So that then he was elevated. Right. And so we have two choices. And the temptations of Christ, so yeah. they paralleled. Like Satan had yes. the five I wills, but then yeah. when he tempted Christ, it was the similar things. Yeah. Come up higher, yeah. right. be known, right. take yeah. care of yourself. And yeah. if you match those two parts of scripture together, they match very well. Yep. So where so Lucifer fell, Jesus overcame. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have these choices. Am I going to be like Lucifer? Yep. And every single time I choose myself, I become like Lucifer. Every time I choose so my true. pride, my arrogance, my way, my right. my right. And again, this isn't not that you don't have ideas or not that you don't work hard or not. Yeah. But yeah, this not is that you're state not of your heart. Exactly. Right, Absolutely. Right, right. But, but am I humble submitted to Jesus, mm. to those around me? Is that the, the position of my heart? Like, like right. yeah. you know, David was shockingly confident. Yeah. You read yeah. the Psalms, you look at how he talked about Goliath, which I love. He was brimming with confidence and yeah. he should have been. Yeah. He was yeah. not afraid. Right. He was not backing down yet. His heart was extremely humble right. after right. God's own heart. So you can yep. be humble. Yeah. Yeah. And if you yeah. want to use that phrase and hustle, you can right. be humble yeah. and be strong. Yeah. yeah. And confident. And confident. Yeah. yeah and I confident. think I think learning that's important because you can be humble and then never want to step out and take risks because right. it's actually like insecure. It's like right. insecurity yeah. instead it's so of. Real. Yeah. Man, that you know, and, and I don't I, my context is always ministry because I've grown up in ministry. And so I don't know how this applies outside of, I look at myself in my early twenties and I'm, and I'm only 33. So even now I don't know anything and I'm, and I'm willing to say that, but I think the big test in your twenties, um, is, and I'm trying I'm trying to figure out how to word it correct, correctly, but I, I think the big test is, um, can you be broken? Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, because there was a point where I felt like I knew everything, and mm. then there's a point where I felt, feel like, felt like I knew nothing. Right. Mm. And can I get to that place without leaving, without... Um, yeah, messing up my life, tapping out without, yeah, uh, mm. trying to go off and do my own thing. For sure, yeah. Tap, yeah. Can you sure. can you pass that test? Right. Yeah, it is a right, test. Right, it, is, yeah. it is a test of of humility. And I've seen a lo- I've seen some people who can't do it. And and the reality is, everyone will have to pass through that fire. So everyone true. has to walk through that valley. So real. Life will humble you. Right. Hard. Yeah. The greater the pride, yeah. the greater the humbling. Yeah, I feel like I look at. The idea of I don't know anything and I know everything, you know, like yeah. I'm confident in where I'm at and I have, I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I look at those as kind of like the two legs and feet of life. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in the place where you feel like, man, I've got it all covered. I know what I'm doing. You're standing on one foot. And what that means is you're not moving forward. Right. right. And then so what, so what moves you forward is leaning onto that other foot. And I feel like all of life is the in-between of, I know what I'm doing, I have like, everything's good, and yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. So good. And that's where you're always finding yourself in life, it's but that's, that's momentum forward. Right. Because if, if you know what you're doing all the time, then you're not learning and you're not growing. So right. the, the whole goal is to grow. Right. And how do you grow and learn? You have to admit, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I found the seasons of insecurity are actually the seasons where I end up growing the most out of them mm-hmm. because I'm learning and growing. And I love when Paul says, 
You know, not that I've arrived, not that I've made it, not that I have it all together, but letting go of what's behind, I press on yeah. towards what lies ahead, the, the upward call uh, of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And I think that admitting of, I actually don't know what I'm doing, is a great place to start. Um, awesome. And sometimes you can choose, like I said, you could choose to do that, or mm-hmm. um, life finds a way of, yeah. of helping you uh, realize yeah, that. For sure. And so I know I, I, I've been there and I'm, and I'm somewhere on that journey right now of, yeah, I actually don't know as much as I thought, you know? Yeah. So real. And yeah. Every new level, real. that's where you're at. Mm-hmm. It's so real. I remember one time we were, uh, I was at your conference and I had just became, I become the pastor of our church and you brought me up on a panel and I felt at the end of my youth ministry, I felt like I knew everything about youth ministry. Right. I was in it for 10 years. I felt like it was second nature. I spoke the language I knew. But then uh, I had become a pastor, and I'd been leading this church for maybe maybe a year, maybe less. And I went to your conference, and you said, like, come on stage and talk leadership. And I felt like I had zero to add, zero. I had mm. absolutely nothing to say mm-hmm. because I had moved on from youth ministry right. into a spot wow. where I felt completely incapable like i i I didn't know one thing about leadership and so if you went back and you found that audio i don't think i said a thing the entire time wow you know because i had found this new humility in this in this new space yeah in this new space yeah so it's maybe discerning the season it is it is and you can grow in every season Mm. really good you know you know it's interesting and this will take us back to the very beginning when you described going out of youth ministry into lead pastoring you said, when I used to watch The Office, I would identify with Jim. Yeah. You said, but now that I'm leading it, I watch it and I identify with Michael. It's the weirdest <laughs> transition like of my that life. That's really cool. Really it makes deep. a lot of sense. It's the yeah. weirdest transition of my life. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. That's it's funny hilarious. to see that, like, that Michael Scott, what he did is crazy, but it's not illogical. Right. Yeah. Like you see yeah. what got him there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I'm not too far off from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That's awesome. <laughs> World's greatest boss. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. We were talking earlier a little bit about um, unhealth with guys. And I had this thought, you know, a lot of times um, areas of maybe deficiencies, like you said, Jude, come from, you know, coping mechanisms or even habits. And so what do we think about that? Like, what are healthy coping mechanisms and how can you overcome unhealthy habits as a man because maybe then if you can conquer yourself you know you'll become a better father better husband and all that what do you guys think about that that's good that's good you know everyone is going to have coping mechanisms and there's nothing necessarily wrong with the coping mechanism Mm. but it has to be healthy you know so it can go either way yeah and we have Mm -hmm. a we have a say in how it's oriented right we have a say in where the action goes um but the truth is, many of the habits we're given that we pick up, they start unhealthy, mm. and so we have to train them. We have to add self discipline. It takes a, a, it takes some honesty. It takes some humility yeah. to admit deficiency. But when we're able to do that, we can say, okay, but what's the healthy version of this? And we can build off that, and that's that's good habits. Mm. Yeah. And we want to build those into the stratosphere of our life. And obviously, the greatest book yeah. for this is Atomic Habits. Oh, yeah, it's so I, good. I read it. I try and read it once a year. James Clear, An unbelievable book. But I think one thing, and we've talked about this a lot, actually, that the church has lost, and maybe we should even say, like Christians, that the culture of Christianity has lost, has been habits. Yeah, and almost where to to a degree where people would almost even joke about, like, you know, your daily Bible reading. Yeah. Oh, I read a page from a magazine. You know, I meditated on something, and it's like. Wait a minute. Right. The ancients needed this. Our right. fathers needed this. Why wouldn't we need so true, daily right. scripture, daily word, daily presence, mm-hmm. daily prayer? Like these are healthy habits mm-hmm. that were necessary. If Jesus needed them, right. so true. We don't need them. Right. This is this is this isn't this might be ancient, but that doesn't make it irrelevant. Mm. You know, and so right. I even think that the church needs to wake up and I think maybe it even is to what do you want to call them? Disciplines, spiritual yeah. disciplines, Spir- yeah. healthy habits. But I think that's key in ma- making a healthy man. The habits are what we do daily. They're the small things that so we do good. daily that lead up to a life. Right. Yeah. So good. You know, so what, are, what are some ways that, that you would say you've found to maybe integrate some healthy habits into your life? Yeah. That's a good question. Or any of you guys. Yeah. Well, I think right away, when, as you were talking, it, it reminded me of something Jordan Peterson said. Mm. 
where he said, you know, make your goals for today smaller mm-hmm. and make your goals for 10 years from now and dreams way bigger. Wow. Mm. And so I think for my personality, at least when I was like in school, I would be do, do really good when the semester started. But then if I missed one homework assignment and didn't mm. get it done, I couldn't do anything more until I got that done and I would procrastinate and then it was just a and everything would fall off. Is that like mm. a perfectionism thing? It could be ADHD, mm. Mm. you know, and I, I'm not saying that I have that, but it could be something like that. I don't, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it gets more, more and more costly to engage. If you yeah. miss it, becomes more and more costly to engage. Right. But what you're saying and what Jordan Peterson says is yeah. engage even, even in the little things. Yeah. So maybe you can't change the world or change your life or do that, but you can make your bed. Right. And count that as a win. Right. You right. got dressed. Count that as a win. Right. You know, you went to work. Mm. That's, that's a huge thing. I think for, for guys specifically, if you're feeling down, if you feel like your life's out of, in, in a little bit of a chaos, get dressed and go to work. Right. Mm. And, and make it a spiritual practice of working. You right. know, I heard John Wimber talk about this. He told a guy who, who was kind of just feeling depressed in a valley season. Yeah. And the guy did lawn care and he was doing uh, John Wimber's lawn. And Pastor John Wimber started Vineyard Church Movement. He's, he's an awesome dude. And he told him, man, he's like, Pastor, what should I do? And he said, you're, you're kind of doing it. Like the fact that you came to work, that's one of the best things you can do. It's awesome. So now on top of that, pray in the spirit while you're working. Mm. And he's like, watch, that thing will lift. Wow. And so I think making those little things a win mm, yeah, and, and like getting more wins under yeah. your belt. Yeah. Uh, but then when it comes to like good. real disciplines, realizing that they are difficult for right. a reason. Right. Right. Um, and, and they're not you know, natural. The pain, when the pain of doing them, what is it? When the pain of doing them becomes less uh, than the pain, the pain of, of where changing. you're at. Yeah. yeah, yeah not yeah, yeah, changing. Yeah. Then you'll start doing it. Yeah, you know, true. Uh, that is true. So there's pain either way. Right. You know, and so that's true. But yeah, I don't know. I'm no, I'm good. not the most disciplined person. It seemed like for my dad, he just made it a part of his daily life. Right. Yeah. This is the rhythm and the drumbeat by by which I'm living on. I feel as I get older, I have to add. Yeah. I have to add them. I feel like right. I feel the same way. Like, I, I almost start. feel like every transition in life, I've had to reevaluate. All right, what does my morning look like? Hmm. You know, what does what does my night look like? Because if I if I don't sleep well, my kid's gonna wake up at six a.m. Right. So do I want to wake up and drive tired to school? Right. Or do I want to wake up and be awake and then maybe listen to something? Like it, it's more difficult, but transition almost forces you to have to kind of level up a little bit, right. you know, in every aspect. And so I just think it's really interesting that sometimes for guys, um, you can keep some of those bad habits or keep some of those uh, low points in the wall um, as you transition. And I think that's where the deficiency could almost grow to the next level. So it's like, you know, we talked about guys having kids and still making it all about themselves. Well, I wonder if there were some areas that should have matured that didn't mature. Hmm. And, uh, and that could be the root of that, you know? I, I even, I love that we said even trying to make them small. I've yeah. got a little app that I, yeah. that I use as a habit tracker. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even pay for it. It's like yeah. a free app. It's a good app. I know that one. But I put all my, all the habits, I put dumb things on there because I even want some wins. Yeah. I put like, take vitamins. Yeah. Like, because I'm, I want to take some vitamins, right. especially D3. Yeah. It's life changing. Yeah. Everybody, right? So everyone should be taking vitamin D3. Yes. Or what is, what is that? Vitamin D3. Give almost us your vitamin everybody. list, Pastor Jordan. Give right, us almost, the full thing. Oh, it's like I take I'm going Joe Rogan. One vitamin a day, and it's called a steak. <laughs> <laughs> you eat one steak you, a day. No. How do you Let's eat your go. steak, dude? How do you like your steak cooked? Uh, rare, rare, nice. medium rare, medium rare. rare. All right, all right. <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah. Again, as I'm getting older, th- things are changing. Obviously, I would never take vitamins when I was younger or whatever, mm. but I, I have to be sharp. Yeah, yeah. So. I take vitamin C without a doubt yep. every day. I, when I feel a little bit sick, I'll take zinc for yep. sure. Or if I feel a little something coming on, it activates. Yep. Vitamin D3. You what, know is, that, what is that? Vitamin D3, it's what you get from sun. Yeah. And you know that uh, they've done these studies of people that are sick in the hospital, yeah. taking their blood. And I would wow. think it was something like 97% yeah, of unreal. people were vitamin D3 yeah. deficient. Oh, my gosh. And so you absolutely need it if you're not getting enough naturally in, in the Northeast, right. we are not getting enough naturally. No, we are not. And so vitamin D3 is really important to get. And then uh, elderberry is really good as well. Yeah. I know you take I was talking oil. to I this do, yeah. youth pastor. His name's Alex. Shout out, Alex. He was telling me he goes to the local butcher, Yeah, gets raw liver. Ugh. Oh, man, that's liver king level cuts stuff. Cuts it up, puts it in like little ice cube trays, High freezes iron. it. 
ice cube. And then takes it like a vitamin. So you don't taste it or anything. Oh, that's pretty But smart. you get all of that stuff. That's got to be like that's iron, cool. magnesium, zinc, all that stuff. All of that's the good. great things. Yeah. yeah. But I, it's, it's not a little bit gross. It's really important. Uh, uh, vitamin B, 6 and yeah. 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because the reality is, especially as you get older, what you eat affects your mind, body, mind, spirit. It affects your mind and affects your body and everything. Wow. And if you are deficient in vitamins, you, you yeah. need it. So I, I lay it out and I'm pretty... I'm pretty consistent with it. Wow. And right. it's my little drinking water. Yeah. I put that on there. That's huge. That's a big one. It's huge. And the type of water. I've been trying to drink only Fiji. spring water. Ah. <laughs> not like not alkaline, Aquafina. not purified, just purified spring water. Solid. Solid. Because it has like the actual good things and it doesn't have the stuff added. Yeah. This I heard thing. alkaline water is a complete farce. <laughs> doesn't do anything? I don't know enough. It, but, but this is me being an expert on something. I have no expertise. Yeah, I don't know enough. Yeah, I'm going to admit my area of deficiency. Yeah, this thing says almost one in two people have a vitamin D deficiency. Yeah, Almost Whoa. one in two people. It, it, that's the one that I feel that's been a game changer. Yeah, 50% mm-hmm. almost. So I just try and put those little things on a habit. Yeah. I want to get little wins in the day. It's so, amazing. Little wins in the day. And the more that I've done it, the more that you want to do it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. again, I don't, I'm not saying I'm an expert here, but I even want to, I think some people don't have habits because they've never written down what habits they should have. Yeah, that's good. What yeah. habits should you have? What habits, if you could have any, would yeah. you want mm-hmm. every day? Yeah. You got to write them down. You can throw them in that app. You can, you so know. So good. And maybe you don't write them down because you don't know where you want to go. Mm. I, I was thinking about that. I was reading the, I was doing this daily devotional, which I'm like behind, <laughs> but I'm Honesty. trying to do it. Honesty. It's good. Uh, it's called Renovations of the Heart by Dallas Willard. And it's just a daily Devo. And one of them was talking about, he said, if, if ideally you could have any type of heart that you wanted, not a physical heart, but the, your in, invisible self, if you, what would your ideal invisible self look like? Wow. And mm. he said, like, some of us aren't, don't even think about that. So I began to make a list of, okay, I want to be encouraging. I want to be generous. I, and I just began cool. to try to write down the list and maybe if you don't know where you're going, so true. You're fine with just staying. There's no staying measurables, where you're at. right? Right. You don't yeah. know where wow. you're going. You have no destination. Yeah. You have no measurables along the way. So real. Wow. We have to make life measurable in some way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's good. That's good. So we've talked about honesty. Yeah. Humility, humility and habits. And habits. You guys have and any last things to add about mm. habits? That I was just thinking. I've been like super into watching like veterans talk about their story and their time in the military and everything. And I'm just astounded by the people in the military maybe know better than anyone. Like you can do things you don't want to do. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you can do things you never thought you could do. It's a great way. If you tell your mind, I'm going to do this. You're going, you're going Goggins on me. You're going Jocko on me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm, I fit the part. (laughs) Um, yeah. But I'm just really fascinated by that. Like you can push yourself it's to do, true. and I even think about like habits and the person you're going to become. A lot of times we're weakest where we just feel as if I don't naturally do that, so therefore I never will, and I could never become that. I never have done it, right? right. Before I can't, right. do or it's it. difficult. Right, right. It's not natural to me, right. so therefore I'm, I'd never be able to. And I think we stay stuck. Yeah. And our habits and our, our daily practices when we think that way. Right. So true. Yeah. And it's like knowledge, I think what you said too, Jude. A lot, a lot of guys, I feel like, haven't had it modeled, mm-hmm. right? So I did have a dad in my life. He's the hardest working man I know. Right. And a lot of my work ethic and the way I work, I know I get it from him, right? But awesome. there's a lot of guys who don't have that. And so it's almost like we have to not only teach them what to do and why to do it, but but show give them a model of doing it. That's why I think stuff like this is so important. You know, here's yeah, healthy yeah. habits. Here's humility. Here's honesty. Yeah, I saw this Instagram post, and not to quote like Instagram philosophy, but <laughs> it was like this parable of of two guys. One was uh, like homeless on the street. The other was a successful businessman. Two brothers, same dad, and their their dad was a drunk. And you'd go and ask them, hey why are you where you're at? And both of their answers was because of the way my dad was. Wow. Wow. And so I think like you can have perfect dad and still, and you could have, but it's all, I think how you, it's all perception maybe. Right. And one was a motivation like, okay, I'm not going to like, like if, if your dad walked out or Mm. your dad wasn't involved in your life. Okay. For me, my kids are going to know that they're going to have a dad who's going to be present yeah. and I'm going to be there. And I think, you know, maybe your natural father didn't model that, but I think they're, the beautiful thing about the 
church community right. is that you can learn if you want. So true. And there are guys so in the church who 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 want to teach. Right. And um because I have my dad who is amazing. Mm. And then there are mm. other older guys in the church too. And it's like, man, oh, that's cool. I want to do that. Yeah. I want to be that way. It's good. And and I'm constantly trying to learn. Um and so I think, you know, if if you grew up in a in a space and place where uh it wasn't modeled for you, mm. just knowing that generationally things can either stop or start with you mm, so good and Great way one thing it. we can't do is blame mm. and say if i only had this then right well we see for a lot of people they didn't have that and then we see right they attribute their success to that so yeah. right there it's perception right and i think one of the greatest things we can learn as as young men or as men is only I am responsible for my life. So 100%. good. 100%. So good. I can't blame anyone. 100%. Yeah. Whenever someone tells own me, like, oh, I have no choice, it's just the way. Yeah. No, everyone has a choice. Yeah, the owner. It's just what you prioritize in your life. I agree. And so... The power of an individual right. is almost insurmountable. Right. Don't tell me that the individual can't accomplish unbelievable right. things. And so you true. are an individual. Yep. Your mind... Your word, yeah. your will, yeah. your strength, your yeah. continual devotion to something yes. could become something truly great. Everyone has a choice. Yes. Yeah. And and one thing I, you know, as a healthy mental prax- practice and even spiritual practice is thinking in the end. It's mm. good. Yeah. I know one day, you know, Jesus will sit on his throne, he'll open up the book of life, he'll raise both the living and the dead, and he will judge everyone. Like we know that's going to happen. Mm. And when I stand before Jesus, my dad's not going to be there. My mom's not going to be there. My brother's not going to be there. Mm. My friends aren't going to be there. My wife and kids aren't going to be there. It's just going to be me. Mm. And, and, and we know that under the blood of Jesus, we don't have fear about that. But Jesus will ask all of us a question. Mm. You know, if, 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 if you haven't given your life to Jesus, he'll say, depart from me. I did not know you. But if you have given your life to Jesus, he'll still ask you a question. He said, mm. did you do the best with what I gave you? Mm-hmm. Did you do the best with what I gave you? And, and there's a responsibility there. But only, and I try to tell my like, kids in my youth ministry this, one day you will stand before Jesus yeah. and it will just be you. Yeah, yeah. powerful. And we it's all so have good. to take account for our life. So good. We all have to take responsibility for what God has given us. Right. Well, God, it was actually this person's fault. No, what did you do with what I gave you? Wow. Right. What did you do? Mm, it's good. And so, yeah. Well, that's powerful. That's awesome. I think it's a good way to end right there. Yeah, you know, awesome. I think we talked through a, a whole lot of, and with the end, talked through a end. whole lot of different things, <laughs> you know, and I, I'd encourage you to stay connected to the remnant. Yeah. Stay connected with what's going on. If you're yes. around, come out to remnant nights. Absolutely. You know, if yeah, not, cool. I hope you, I hope the content helps you and, and everything and the goals that we create godly young men that can create godly families. So good. We love you. See you next time.